as much as we would like, as much as we say that 2022 was a large uh, year for, for RPG releases, it was also a very large year for board game releases. And unfortunately, I didn't get to play a whole lot of uh, board games in 2022. I had to move and it's all over the country, uh, just uh, doing all sorts of events. But luckily for us, we have one person on the Chaotic Good cast that actually manages a game store and has played quite a few board games. So we invited Ben, uh, aka Higgins802, uh, to come on and give his top five board game releases for 2022. So stick around. Hey everyone, welcome to Victory Condition Gaming. My name is Doug. Today on the show we're doing Ben's Top 5 Board Games of 2022. If you enjoy these types of videos, hit that like button down below and let us know that you would like to see more of these Top 5 lists uh, in general as, as, as regular, regular featured shows on this program. Um, if you are a fan of any of these board games as well, hit the, the like button down below. Um, and if you, there's a board game that you really enjoyed in 2022 uh, that didn't make this top five list, put it in the comments. I'd love to know uh, because I always love to see what people are playing and, and uh, love to add it to the list of games that hopefully I can play uh, either at a convention or uh, with somebody uh, that I know. All right. Let's bring on the person that we're here to see. That, of course, is Ben. Ben, thanks so much for coming yeah, on and, and doing this absolutely. top five list for us tonight. Yeah, I'm glad I could fill in for, you know, Tony. So, not, yeah, no, I'm it kidding. Was, it was, <laughs> I, I mean, it... it <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I didn't get a chance to play a whole lot of board games in 2022. It was a busy year for me. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I think I could probably put together a th top three and we might talk about those sure. later on. And just, just because of those are, the th I think the three games that I actually got to play or, or that I got <laughs> to actually watch get played. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm excited to, to see this list. A lot of these games are games that I haven't heard of. Some of them I have, but uh, some of them I haven't. So I'm, I'm really stoked to, to do this. So thank you so yeah. much. No, absolutely. It's uh, 2022 was a good year for board games. I actually sat down with the, the list on, on Board Game Geek and filtered it by year. And I was like, oh, well, I could probably do a top 10 here pretty easily. <laughs> so uh, it was it was nice because you know 2020 and 2021 uh, being the pandemic, like things were weird yeah, in we're... in board game world. Some things were being delayed, some things were being rushed out, some things canceled altogether. So this was the first year, like obviously we're not back to normal, but this is the first year that almost felt like a normal year of board game releases. So nice. it was a it was it was a lot of good stuff to talk about tonight. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, well, let's uh, before we top in, we jump into your top five. Let's. Do you want to talk about some honorable mentions that maybe you yeah. uh, you had that didn't quite make that top five <laughs> list that you kind of debated on maybe putting in that uh, four or five position? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll kind of preference the reason why these didn't make my top five too. Uh, first off, the um, the Wingspan Asia expansion, uh, and this literally didn't make the list because it's an expansion and i found it I, I felt like i really wanted to put the base game in the top five uh but this just takes the the super popular game of wingspan uh which is all about collecting birds and bringing them into your nature preserve 
and and adds a ton of different species from the Asian continent. Uh, it also has a really, really cool function in that you can now play it as a duet mode, which really streamlines the game for just two players using the rules that are in here, or even as a solo mode. Um, and you'll actually... Having a solo option for a game is really, really good, I think, because obviously we're still in this pandemic, and not everyone has a large group of players that they can play with. So having these options for a game to come into feels really good. Um, and then in addition to those two things, uh, if you just add in the new flock mode, you can have a five to seven player game with wingspans. This really changed the game of wingspan itself, even though it wasn't, you know, a base game. And that's why it ended up on an honorable mention sure. as opposed to making the top five. Um, I've played wingspan. I, I enjoy it. Uh, I don't know if it's my favorite game that uh, I, I have to rush to the table and, and play all the time, but uh, well, you don't, I, you don't I, think it has any theme, right? That's I mean, I, 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 I think we go around and round about this, uh, you know, on, on quite a few times, but it does have, it does have theme. I just like to kind of troll some folks when, when I say that, but um, I, yeah, I, I would, I would be interested to see what they do mm -hmm. how, and what mechanics they implement to make this a solo game. Um, it's great. I think this is this is like kind of one of the newer like introduction board games. Mm -hmm. Like Wingspan is like one of the new like introductory board games to folks that are wanting to it's get a, into the board game hobby. Good, it's a good and gateway, it's, yeah, it is, because it, is, it yeah, looks good, beautiful. Yeah, gateway, that's what else. people get drawn to the game based upon its looks and. While there's a lot of depth of strategy and 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 replayability in that regard, the base mechanics are really easy to teach, oh, and you yeah. can get someone playing in in five ten minutes very quickly. Yeah, no, it, it's a fun game. I'm, I'm uh, I would love to take a look at this expansion. Maybe I don't know if I'd want to play it five or five to seven player. That seems like an awful <laughs> long time to just sit there and play a game. Yeah, I, I I think the flock mode definitely helps with that because this game does take roughly about half an hour to 45 minutes per player to play yeah. um so making it into a three-hour game probably not the best bet but the flock mode does help keep that down a little bit okay. um interesting so it's, it's it's not a bad addition to to get that in excellent excellent all right do you have another honorable mention yeah, uh, the honorable mention for this one is the uh, Castles of Mad King Ludwig, the Collector's Edition. Uh, again, released this year, but this game was not a uh, not originally a 2022 release. This is an older game that's been out for, uh, I think, about six, no, eight years. 2014 was when the, the original game first came out. Uh, and it utilizes some really cool auction mechanics as well as an atypical tile-laying kind of structure to it. And the reason I wanted to highlight this as an honorable mention is because the Collector's Edition takes a game that is already impressive to look at on the table and ramps it up to 11. You've got 3D pieces in this now. You've got all new art, um, upgrading components that really set this game apart from uh, its base version. Uh, and I would actually recommend people pick this up even if they have the original base version, because it does have a lot of the new uh, expansions that were in it. Uh, it's got a, a game trays organizing storage kit in there. Like this is like the definitive version of the game. And it's, it's a really unique, a really unique game that just at the end of it, you almost want to take a picture of what you and all the other players have created because it's so different and so grandiose every time. 
I love games like that where, you know, pretty much the end result is going to be different every single time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, this is a game that uh, the quality of the components just looked amazing when I was looking up for uh, overlays for this, uh, for, for this uh, stream and for this uh, episode. Um, unfortunately, I didn't, I guess I didn't, I thought I put more, more overlays for this, uh, for this end, for this honorable <laughs> mention. Uh, but uh, yeah, it looked really great. And uh, this is by Bezier, was it Bezier Games? Uh, Bezier is how Bezier I Games. always yeah. pronounced it, but you know. Yep. No, I'm I'm probably you know I'm notorious for for butchering uh, names. So, uh, yeah, no, this is again another high quality game that they they put out. Uh, the, the retail price seemed pretty steep on this one, though. Yeah, I mean it's it's a collector's version. Yes. Um, you're you're gonna pay for it, but if this is your style game, if this is a game you want to add to your collection, I definitely think it's worth it to pay that little premium and get, as I said, you know, the definitive version of the game. Sure. Um, you'll just get a lot more enjoyment out of it instead of just flat cardboard tiles for everything. Having 3D structures, 3D swans, yeah, uh, you know, coins that have some heft to them uh, is, is going to just elevate your experience uh, while playing this game. Nice. Excellent. And the, uh, you have the third and third, final one yeah. Uh, the third and my final honorable mention is Super Fantasy Brawl. Um, this is a game that I only touched on briefly, and I know, Doug, this is actually one that you really liked in 2022, so I'll probably let you talk a little bit more about it than I will. I just got a quick little demo. Um, but if you are into a light, uh, like, miniature skirmish game that's very fast, this is a game for you. Like, it's so customizable. Um, a lot of tactical stuff involved in this. Um my little demo made me want to play it more. It wasn't just, you know, okay, I get it now. I can sell this game. It was like, oh, I kind of want to kind of want to break this out and maybe try some new stuff with it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed this game. Uh I got to play this. I think I actually got a copy of this in 2021 and then they put out the round 2, which I think delivered in the beginning of 2022. Um and I think that's when they put out the retail versions as well. Um the retail version's a great buy right now to be honest with you. It's mm-hmm. like I think you can pick up a retail edition for like 50 bucks or so. Yeah, um, it's very very affordable. Um you get some you get like six minis. I think there's more minis on the on the on the display there than what comes with it, but the minis are really good. They're nice and big and chunky. Um, it's a card-based combat arena game where you're trying to uh, do all these different accomplishments and 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 get these victory points and 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 basically win. You, you I think I think you have to like get seven victory points or five. I can't remember. It's five or seven victory points. Yeah. It's been a little while since I played it. Um, and every character and every figure kind of has their own deck of cards. And, uh, you know, it, it, some of them are like move other other players. Some of them are just combat heavy. Some of them are like they give you buffs. And and uh, whenever you take out another character, it kind of like levels up your character until they get taken out. Um, some really cool mechanics with this game. And uh, I, there's a lot of these types of games that are out there. But I think this one is pretty clever. And for the price, I don't think you can go wrong too too much. Um, and uh, it comes with six six characters which are enough for two teams and you can kind of mix them around and, and kind of match them. And uh, yeah, I, I, I like this. This is a game, game that was put out by uh, mythic games. Uh, unfortunately they, they've now uh, got, sold got that. Some issues. Yeah. What, what's that? They had some issues. <laughs> yeah. They, they've now sold that to Simon. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. So Simon's going to take up the, the the torch of this game and, and put some more out. And I know that they had, I know that mythic had a whole bunch of other expansions planned for this. Um, cause I think they, they want to do like, 
like just single figure expansions, which I think was really smart to do. Um, but I, I do like the, the the fact that they kind of would put out like a team of uh, characters in like a three pack. I thought that was pretty pretty clever mm-hmm. and smart too. So I don't know. I, I hope that this kind of catches on and it doesn't. I hope Simon kind of picks it up and it gets gives it a little more life. I think right now it's kind of under the radar for a lot of folks. And like I said, there's a lot of these games that are out there, so it's kind of hard to kind of get traction. Um, so if you're looking right. for one of these like two player arena games with some cool minis, it's it's worth taking a look at. I think. And if any any company can make this game really sing, it's good. It's going to be Simon. This oh, is absolutely. right up their alley. This absolutely. is the type of thing that they are known for, and can really probably put some good development and uh, and production into. Totally agree. Totally agree. Super fun. Um, and and it's not too. Um, yeah, yeah, Jason. Jason's giving me a hard time in the chat. He's like, but Doug, <laughs> you don't like card mechanics in games. I, I do if it's well implemented. And for board games, it's a little bit different. Uh, with with RPGs, I don't really like a whole lot of uh, card. I don't like card based RPGs. Don't mind it with with uh, board games. And and to be honest with you, I, I that was one of the reasons why I was kind of on the fence with Super Fantasy Brawl initially was just because oh, this is kind of card based. I don't know how well I'm going to like it. Um, but it does a job. It does its job mm-hmm. really well, and yeah. uh, it kind of takes some of that randomness out of those games that are just d- dice checkers, and and uh, you can kind of actually plan you know your moves in advance uh, a little bit. Yeah, you can definitely feel the um, the multi online battle arena influence in it, and yeah. that it is trying to reduce uh, some of the RNG. Uh, and have it be a very tactical game, which uh, which a lot of these arena fighters don't do. They they right. tend to lean into the randomness, uh, and this one streamlines it a little bit. So it's a sure. nice nice way to set it apart. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, uh, I hope it. Like I said, I hope it uh, is able to get some more life, you know, into it after even after this uh, acquisition by by Simon. Mm-hmm. So. All right, well, you want to get right to your top five now? Might as well, yeah. Unless right. you've got any anything else you want to toss in. I there. mean, I, I, the other the other games that I would probably mention just uh, just before we top in we we talk about your top five. Uh, the two games that would probably be on my top five list if I were to put a top five, but I only have kind of three at the top of my head, um, would be Nemesis Lockdown mm-hmm. uh, by Awaken Realms. That was a really fun game. That one's a game that kind of does take does take a little while. That's one of those games that's going to take you it's, two it's and an half, afternoon, yeah, three three <laughs> hours to play. Um, but I do like how it was. It felt a little bit more of a game than Nemesis. I love Nemesis. Don't get me wrong. I think that was great. I think a great board game. But I think everything that I loved about Nemesis just kind of tweaked it and made it a little bit more. Uh, with lockdown um so i i really liked that game um the other game that of course i'm a big sci-fi and star what? wars nerd what i know right you? this is this is uh I mean, this, this is news to everyone but uh, i i'm excited to uh, i picked up a copy of it's behind me uh the uh, star wars clone wars by the the pandemic game that uh, they put out uh, that was uh, that looks really cool by z-man games i'm super stoked to uh so I've seen some actual plays of that. I've seen some, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's it's uh, it's good design. Yeah. Honestly, like I I know a lot of people shy away from a lot of these pandemic variants that they put out there. And here I go using a loaded term, <laughs> pandemic and variant. But sure. um, because pandemic was one of those very first cooperative games. Yep. And everyone's like, oh, well, I played it. What what, what? can they do differently? And honestly, a lot. 
Like it's, the pandemic system is very versatile, and especially with the Clone Wars, they've utilized it in a really cool way, uh, so that you are controlling the board, but you also have a big bad you got to track down and fight and deal with as well. Um, it's it's good. It's very good. I jammed like four games of it into one night at one point. We just kept re-racking and playing again because it was that engaging. Nice. Yeah. No. I, I, as a as a Star Wars fan, and, and of course, there's tons of Star Wars fans. Uh, I'm hoping that this is one of those games that will be another gateway game to kind of get more folks into the hobby and be like, oh, this is actually a really fun board game. You know, more than I expected. You know. Whenever you pick up like Star Wars, not not to not to knock Monopoly, but Star Wars Monopoly <laughs> and like all these other Star you know Star Wars themed games that are mass market, um, you don't want to pay uh, you don't want to pay four hundred Imperial credits for Coruscant. You wanna, yeah, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think I, I'm hoping that uh, you know Star Wars Clone Wars becomes a, a nice gateway game for uh, more folks that are Star Wars fans to get into the hobby. So. Yeah, those those would be my the three styles: Fantasy Brawl, uh, Nemesis Lockdown, and and uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. I think those are the three that uh, I was kind of really excited about for twenty twenty two. I'll let you nice. get to your top five. Let's uh, let's right. get to your number five. All right, do do I got to do the fancy like number five? You, you, you kind of there you go. You just oh I it. did I just did yeah. right. <laughs> uh, so this is again it's another little bit of a cheat, uh, like with uh, Castles of. Uh, the Mad King. Uh, Bonanza, the 25th anniversary edition. Uh, this is a game which I think every gamer should have in their library. Uh, it is one of the original games. When you talk about classic hobby board games, uh, Bonanza is is one of them. It's by the acclaimed designer Uwe Rosenberg. Um, and it's it you're you're trading you're making deals with these cards uh, these beans planting them in your field reaping them when the market is high there's so much going on in such a little box that when you are playing you want to already start playing the next game because you see what you could have done differently uh and and try to redo it and this 25th anniversary box really takes that game gives it back to a new generation of gamers uh, along with some really cool, uh, there's there's an expansion in there, as well as a, a great little collectible coin that is a wonderful as a first player uh, marker. Um, and one of the things that really grabbed me about this game when I first played it, and also um, that I'm constantly being reminded of what makes it different, is unlike other hand management style games, you can't change the order of the beans in your hand as you fan those cards out in front of you. They have to remain in that order. And that is part of the mechanics of the game. And it adds such a layer of planning and mindfulness to it that it takes what could be a very simple, casual, throwaway game and really ramps it up to 11. Uh, and like I said, this is something that I think every gamer needs in their collection. And having the 25th anniversary edition be available for the same price as the regular base game, by the way. What? Yes, they didn't mark it up. They didn't overproduce it. Wow. It is a nice, easy, affordable pickup. And get it, put it in your collection, play it in 2023. You will not be disappointed. Nice, nice. Uh, do you have a, a typical game length for this? Uh, it, it's not long, really. Uh, I think I've played, I've played games as quick as like 20, 25 minutes. Um, and if you really 
sit and think, you know, games can take a little bit longer because there are some, you know, pretty complex moves and trades and everything. And, and it depends on, well, that social aspect, uh, that social part of the game, uh, how that can devolve or, or evolve will, uh, will kind of depend on how long the games go. But it's a, it's a quick one. You can play several hands of this, several games of this over the course of the evening, or just use it as a quick little filler in between some larger games. Uh, who's the publisher for this game, by the way? Uh, this is put out. You have to ask me that. Uh, currently, oh. currently, it's Amiga. Okay. Um, I know that they've had a few different um, publishers in the past, but Amiga is the one that's producing the 25th anniversary edition. Interesting. Very cool. I uh, I'll have to play this one because this is one that uh, you know, I always like smaller games that uh, mm. are kind of quick and uh, you know the designer's amazing. I they also did uh, patchwork, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah they've uh, they've game. done that's the great. patchwork and that that mechanic. They've also put into some larger, heavier games as well. Um, and I think that's one of the the neat things I really like about uh, uh, UA Rosenberg is he develops these systems. And he'll put them in one game, or the system itself will be the entire game. But then he'll take it and put it in another game with a twist, because now we've added two or three other systems to it. So if you're familiar with some of his games, you can kind of get up to speed very quickly on some of his heavier games. Nice. Very cool. All right. Number... Number four. Uh, so this was a game that I uh, kind of got teased at Gamma, and I didn't really get a chance to really look at it, but the concept of it drew me in, and it lived rent-free in the back of my brain uh, all year long, and I finally got a chance to play it at PAX Unplugged uh, in December, and this is Turing Machine, and this is a puzzle uh, game that you are actually using what is essentially an analog computer from these punch cards of what, you know, the original Turing Machine would have kind of read as a computer, uh, to to figure out these puzzles and and you're trying to figure it out before the other players and and getting it all together. Uh, it's it's deduction with puzzle. It's it makes your brain hurt, but in a good way. <laughs> it's uh, and it's just got such a unique look to it. Um, the box itself has cutouts and punches. The cards are you know good thick stock because they've got the different holes and everything that when you line them up, um, you'll notice that the cards in the um, uh, in, in in the the pictures that Doug is showing for the for the audio listeners all have a, a number tab on the top of it. And as you rearrange these number tabs that are included in the game, there are like hundreds of puzzles that you can actually get out of this game in range of varying difficulties. And the, the game actually tells you what those difficulties are. Um, as you put through it, so you can have a nice casual deduction, or you, if you really want to melt your brain out your ears, you can pick one of the harder puzzles and just go to town with your friends on it. It's 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 really unique. It's it's something I don't think we've seen before in the board game world, and it's I I had a hard time putting this at four. I wanted to put it higher, but it, it just ended up at four just because I don't know if it will be the game for everybody. This is a game that uh, after PAX Unplugged, it, I've heard a whole bunch of buzz about mm -hmm. it. And it's made me, and 
now looking at what it all entails because I didn't really get a chance to look around at PAX Unplugged a whole lot because I was busy. Um, but uh, I, now that I've seen like what it's all about and and the whole the whole like dynamics of the game and the mechanics like that makes me want to like sit down and, and like if ben had this at a convention or if I, I visited a store or something they're like hey you want to play uh, this i would i would definitely sit down and, and want to learn how to play it because it looks it looks intriguing it's it's super portable too like it's not a giant giant box it's it's a it's an appropriate size um and i did pick up a copy i i have added this to my personal collection i believe wow, it's that good nice. so uh maybe for pax east we'll have to get a game in absolutely that would be great that'd be great uh all right number, number three <laughs> uh splendor duel uh this is if, if you know me and you've talked to me at my shop or or online i love two-player games um I I have I, I just like sitting across the table from a single person and really kind of matching wits. Um, Splendor itself, the original base game, worked well at two players. It was it was a little cutthroat, uh, but it definitely uh, played better at higher player counts, three and four. But the concept of a two player head to head Splendor was there. I'm so glad that they refined it and put it into place as this two player only game. Uh, they've, if you're familiar with how to play Splendor, if you played the regular Splendor, you can pick this game up immediately and start playing it. It is, it takes that original Splendor mechanic of collecting different types of gems and through these chips and then spending them to add cards to your tableau. And then the cards kind of snowball into other cards, which then give you points. Uh, but it, it just adds more to it. Uh, this game is probably more of a game than Splendor is, and Splendor is a very good game. Uh, this one is more complex, there's more going on, and it's even more cutthroat than Splendor can be. And it is such an interesting take on Splendor that it, it kind of blew me away. The simplicity is there, but the complexity comes from the different strategies when the board gets laid out differently, when the card tableaus come out in different orders. You're constantly adjusting and changing your game plan, trying to get to those victory points. Um, most of the, you know, the duel, the two-player games that come out are stripped down, smaller versions of their larger counterparts. This one is more than its big box uh, uh, sibling and definitely should be checked out. Interesting. Do you, do you think that uh, Splendor Duel will outsell Splendor? Because Splendor's been... Uh, Again, mm -hmm. we're talking about gateway games. I feel like Splendor is another one of those gateway games that has become, you know, kind of one of those new uh, entry points for for new board gamers to kind of play and, and play and and kind of get into this hobby. Yeah. Do you see Splendor Duel outselling Splendor uh, like later on, like maybe a few years in down the, the road? In the hobby channel, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, but Splendor has jumped into mass market. Um, right, it yeah. is one of those games that you can go into your local bookstore, your local you know box retailer, and it'll be on the shelf there. So no, it'll never get outsold total worldwide, but definitely in your hobby stores, your, your local game stores, the more specialized retailers, uh, I think Splendor Duel will, will overtake regular Splendor, absolutely. I, I like playing Splendor. I actually play it a lot digitally. There's a great digital app for uh, Splendor. Um, I don't have, have they made a Splendor Duel app. I haven't even checked. 
Uh, I don't believe so. No, that would be um, something that I bet that I, I bet they have something in the works. Uh, probably, yeah. It, I mean, it's produced by the same company, um, so it would not surprise me if they are looking at some point to integrate this into an app version as well. Because the, the but, Splendor app is amazing. It's it's like one of the one of the best. Like I feel it's one of the best uh, digital implementations of a, of a board game. So. It does good, but yeah. not to not to digress too far. But the root game is so good oh yeah no, absolutely no i'm not i'm not saying that like you know we could probably do a top five uh, uh video for sure of, of, for uh, sure you know digital implementation shout out to so, dire wolf uh digital there they, exactly. they did an amazing job of that exactly um, so um, but i'm just saying that if you're looking for something to, to kind yeah. of play just to have on your tablet your cell phone uh splendor is a good a good absolutely option, so. yep all right i'll let you get back to your top five great so Number two, uh, this is the the elephant-sized board game in the room. Uh, we could not have a top five without talking about this game. This has been hype for years. It finally hit shelves right at the tail end of 2022 this year. That is Frosthaven from Cephal Affair Games. And uh, if you have not seen this, you're probably not looking. <laughs> this is 36 <laughs> pounds of game. Uh, this is the, like, Gloomhaven was the definitive role-play board game in a box, and this just surpasses it in so many different ways. Uh, it took every, uh, uh, uh Isaac Childress and, and the team at Cephal Affair took what they learned from Gloomhaven and just ramped it and improved it and layered on top of it, um, and just really up their game with this Frosthaven box and it shows it's 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 not going to be the cheapest thing it, <laughs> for your board game shelf it does retail for about $250 for the retail version but you will get your money's worth out of this there are like a hundred scenarios in the campaign uh tons of new races new enemies everything that you've come to expect from the the Gloomhaven world but just presented in in a better in a better box in a bigger box yeah and so if you enjoyed gloomhaven get uh get frosthaven and there's compatibility between the the characters as well so if you really had a class that you enjoyed super well in gloomhaven you can bring it into frosthaven and add that to your your, your giant haven uh cinematic universe if you will uh, and if you have Frost, if you have Gloomhaven and you get hot Frosthaven, don't forget to put some more reinforcements underneath your shelf because, uh, yeah, I, Add so some cinder blocks, you know. <laughs> I I love what I just Isaac did with uh, with Gloomhaven. Um, I, I I think I've played Jaws of Lion uh, more than more than any of the other ones. Um, I, I Gloomhaven and Frosthaven give me anxiety just <laughs> knowing that I'm going to have to take some of those items out and then put them back in the box um, and not being not sure if I can. It's like one of those games where I feel like you have to get an insert for, otherwise it just it makes things Gloom so much easier. Gloomhaven, yes. The the Frosthaven they they alleviated some of those problems. Did like they? I said, they they learned from Gloomhaven. And nice. just refined everything with Frosthaven. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I see that they had copies of this for sale at PAX Unplugged. And um, it was one of those games where <laughs> you probably either had to drive there 
and make you're a not special, flying. You're not yeah, flying, you're not home, flying with home with, with a copy of this in your <laughs> luggage. Um, and uh, yeah, and and more than likely, you are buying that from their booth and then going back to your car and putting it in your car because there's no way you're gonna like carry it around all day. And in, in no. uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to. I I I got three copies of this game for my initial order with yeah. Cephal Affair to bring into the store because I'm like, oh, two hundred fifty dollar game. It'll be a slow seller. We were sold out in 48 hours. Nice. I, I put the picture. I put the picture up on the on on our social media, and literally within five minutes, someone came in and said, "Where is it?" Nice. Like, the hype is here yeah. for Frosthaven, and and find a friend, make them buy it, and you can go play it at their house if you think it's too much for you. But uh, definitely try to try to check it out if you can. It's definitely one of those lifestyle games, though. That like if you're gonna play it, you're gonna play it for a while, and you're gonna keep mm-hmm. the same more than likely and you're going to keep it out and so you want to make sure it doesn't get touched and disturbed while you're playing you know while, while that's you're in between that's why you buy your your multiple thousand dollar wormwood gaming table with that's the right. removable uh, the lids on. right that's i mean yeah, exactly. you got if you're gonna go big go big right that's, isaac I, I can't see why they didn't uh, they didn't collaborate on that uh, just a branded frost branded wormwood uh, yeah, table exactly exactly it, it's probably a thing let's, it's probably let's gonna not. happen and, and, and one thing uh, that i don't think we mentioned on our top five most anticipated rpgs uh, list is mm. that uh, there's actually a frost haven rpg headed uh, yep. our way uh, via crowd funding yeah. in 2023 um so i'm really excited to kind of see where that goes and and see how how uh, how that's received? Uh, of course, I, I feel like a lot of the Gloomhaven, Frosthaven players are RPG players, so I'm hoping that that really kind of takes off for them. And it's kind of nice to see another uh, another board game uh, company, t- you know, take some steps into the RPG industry and, and that side of things. So uh, I'm excited for them. I think so yeah. fair and uh, you know that whole team there, they're doing some cool stuff. And and yeah, you know, they they might only have like. One release every year and a half, but that one release—that's is- all you need. <laughs> that's a, that's all your back can take. As yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> if they have one more release, people are going to have to add put an addition on their houses in order right. to play their play their games. But uh, yeah, no, yeah. they're they're, you know, it's one of those things where a lot of people buy these big box board games, and then they have buyer's remorse. I don't. I, I know that there's some folks that aren't really mm-hmm. like aren't fans of like the card mechanic. But I feel like that's kind of, I don't know if that's a, a large majority of the people that are buying it. I think that's a small, a very small majority of people that are buying Gloomhaven and Frosthaven. Um, and I don't think, I, I think if people are buying Frosthaven, I think that they know what they're signing up for anyway. I, I would um, hope so. so. I would yeah. Hope so. so I, I think that like, uh, I forget where I was going with this. Uh, I think, uh, you know, people are really getting the value for the, for their dollars. So yeah. even though, you know, the, the, you pay, you know, pretty large price tag for these games yeah. you're going to get a lot of value in return and you're going to get a lot of gameplay and you're going to mm-hmm. going to be able to keep going back to it and uh you know i think uh i've definitely started looking at my purchases as like how much am i paying per hour oh, for what i'm getting out of it yep and yes this is a 250 board game but with 100 scenarios each scenario lasting an hour hour and a half like you're 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 entertainment dollars per hour is super low um and even if you only play half of them that's still a cup of coffee per session that you're you're playing to get you know a couple hours worth of fun so absolutely absolutely all right all right number one 
Uh, I've talked about this on Victory Condition here uh, previously. Uh, this is Wonderland's War. Uh, this is the game I have played the most in 2022. Uh, it is a purchase that I made that I regret not at all. Uh, the game here is tight. It's beautiful. The mechanics work. The mechanics flow. And the game ends before you want it to. So you're always looking to get that next game to table. Um, I cannot say enough good stuff about this uh, about this game. Um, it's 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 just uh, it's an experience. Um, it's looks visually stunning on the table. The artwork, the layout, the cards are all so evocative of the the source material in Alice in Wonderland and and be uh, beyond the Looking Glass, and the mechanics I can teach quickly, and within one or two rounds people know how the game is flowing. You can see them start to formulate their own strategies, and because each player plays a different character in the Wonderland's War, uh, every game's a little different. Uh, the mechanics work well with all of them; they all interplay nicely. Uh, this was well play tested, well developed, and is one of the slickest games I've played, not only in 2022, but probably over the past three or four years. Wow, that's that's high praise. It, it's, it's very, very good. Now, this went to Kickstarter a few years ago, I, I feel like, uh, and I think the pandemic kind of slowed some of its development down, if I'm not mistaken, just because everything was, yes. uh, you know, these last couple of years that we've had. Uh, back when it was on Kickstarter, we had Ian Moss on, one of the co-designers, and uh, he talked about it, and uh, we were really excited about it then. So I'm really mm -hmm. I'm really glad that it lived up to the hype that, uh, that, that you know, he was kind of putting out there for it, because it, it definitely looked really, really good. It looks like the chips are... Are, are the chips plastic in that game? So, little caveat: the the chips in the picture there uh, that were shown were the deluxe edition chips. That's right. Uh, they won't be edition. in the retail version. That said, uh, the the designers and the publishers know there's a demand for those chips with the the heat printed um, uh, stickers on them. They are making those available as as much as possible. They just wrapped a Kickstarter uh, a couple weeks ago. Or I guess it was a month ago now, or so, yeah, it was a while um, ago. where people could order the chips um, or, and or get the deluxe version of the game. Um, in my opinion, the deluxe version of the game is totally worth it, but the retail version isn't missing any of the mechanical stuff. You're okay. not missing cards. You're not missing expansions. You're not missing any of that. Um, it's just the components uh, get a slight upgrade in the deluxe version, but it's not needed to enjoy the game in any way, shape, or form. Awesome. Uh, and this game is put out by Druid City Games, uh, I believe, and, and uh, Jim, uh, and uh, they, they, they do a whole, they do a great, uh, they do a great job over there uh, at, uh, and that, at, for that team. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, I, I'm excited to see it. it's got a whole lot of buzz. It's definitely been, uh, de definitely since releases as nothing, you know, mm -hmm. it, it just seems like the, the, the momentum is, has just kept on building up for this game. So, uh, I'm really excited to uh, to see this next expansion. I, I think that did the the expansion do just as well as the uh, initial kickstarter. Uh, so so the expansion was kind of just a, a mini expansion. They they've said it's not going to um, the game is pretty much complete as it is out of the retail sure. version. 
the uh, the expansion was basically just a set of cards that you could use um, in place of some of the other madness mechanics to That's change right. things up a little bit. Um, but it wasn't anything fundamentally changing about the game. Just some card effects that kind of to mix it up. Um, so did this which, kind which of I think is good. Yeah, did it feel like it was more of like just a second printing to get more copies of this out into the it, market? As well? at, at, they were very upfront about that. They're like, okay, people want the deluxe edition. We realize there's not a way to get it. We're going to do this uh, mini expansion, and we'll do a second print run of the deluxe edition along with it that you can order through the Kickstarter with the with the expansion. Which is smart. Um, you got to give James uh, a lot of credit for that. Uh, yeah, that, that's um, a good way to do it. I'm glad it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice way to keep people happy uh, because yes, when you play this game, if you play with the deluxe edition, you will want the deluxe edition. Um, it you, you really will. Um, it's just a, uh, you know, as with the, the castles of Mad King Ludwig that I talked about earlier, if you're going to, resonate with a game like you do you want to have the best experience with that game that you can and the upgraded components in the deluxe edition absolutely do that um and uh yeah if you can find a deluxe edition out there i would uh recommend picking it up uh but the retail version is great as well i um, the, think the uh the pledge manager is actually open at the moment for folks yeah if that, it's if it's still open i think it is so you might want to check just get on it <laughs> yeah I, I wouldn't say i would think that it's probably not open for for very much long very yeah. much time and depending on when you watch this uh this playback uh, it might be closed at, at that moment but if you're seeing this within the next few days or maybe even a week from uh, from when this was live uh go check it out uh, google it and uh, see if it's uh, available because uh, yeah, I've heard nothing but really positive things about this game. And it's, it, I think it's now in the top 300 of board games on board games. Yeah, it's uh, it's broken the top 300, and for strategy games, I believe it's 160. Which so. people are like 300. I mean, you got to <laughs> think of all the thousands of games that are on board game view. Just to get in the top like thousand is an accomplishment. So to get in the top uh, yeah. 300 is, is there uh, were really there cool. were over a thousand games released in 2022. Crazy. So that's uh, yeah, that's and when you think there's 52 weeks in a year, that's a lot of board games that every week. It is. That is. <laughs> it's awesome though. It's nice to see. And I think a lot of that was catch up from. You know, mm -hmm. 2020 and 2021. A lot uh, so of stuff I, that was delayed got out, and then yeah. things that were already planned for 2022 getting released out there. But uh, it was a it was a good year of board gaming, and these were these are my top picks for it. And I own all of them aside from Frosthaven. And the okay. caveat to that is I don't have a group to play with. So. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Frosthaven is one of those. I mean, I know you can play it solo, and I know you can play Gluten yeah. solo, but yeah. Uh, that, that's yeah. kind of why I have uh, Jaws of Line, just because it's easier to set up and you know mm -hmm. pick it up, put it down, and I can play it solo. It's pretty easy. But like, yeah, yeah I think if you're going to go through all of that setup and everything, you kind of want to have a group to play it with. And for sure, you know. So, Ben, that was a great top five. Thank you so much for, great, for coming yeah. on and doing it. Absolutely. Uh, and like I said, I'll remind folks that uh, if you enjoy these top five lists, hit that like button down below. And if you are coming across our content and haven't hit that subscribe button, we'd love to have you as, as part of our VCG community. We do all sorts of tabletop and board game content here on the show. Uh, we get to feature all sorts of games and, and designers and creators. And we have a great group that uh, comes on uh, every Monday night. And, and we talk about uh, games in some way, shape, or form. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we're, we're super excited. And then we do uh, actual plays and reviews and all 
all that. So uh, feel free to hit that subscribe button down below. And uh, if you enjoyed these, uh, this top five list, hit that like button. And if there's a game that, that uh, you think deserves to be on a top five list of 2022, let me know in the comments. I'd love to, to know. And I'm sure Ben will probably keep tabs as well. And, and uh, he'll probably give you a little bit of feedback as far as and, uh, your selection too. So, And if you disagree with me, make sure you hit the heart button to let, let Doug know that you disagree with me. That's hit that, hit that subscribe. Absolutely. To let Doug yeah. know that you disagree with me. <laughs> Is that how that works, Ben? That's how that works, right? All right. All right. right? Good Hey. <laughs> well, I want to thank you again for coming on. I want to thank everybody that joined us in the chat. Uh, the chat was quite li lively while we were uh, while we were uh, chat uh, while we were doing our list. So thank you so much to everybody in there. Um, yeah, remember this has been Victory Condition Gaming because winning shouldn't be the only Victory Condition when we get to, when you get to the table. We'll see you next time. Bye now. This video is brought to you by Black Moon Games. Check out their products at shop-black-moon.com. Thanks so much for watching this video. Uh, if you would be so kind, make sure you hit that like, comment, and subscribe, all the YouTube jazz that we're supposed to do here. Uh, it really is greatly appreciated. And if you'd like to support us more, uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com backslash victorycondition gaming.